Hello, everyone. I'm Brooke. I'm from the USA, and I'm a Coldplay fan, and I'm back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Code Talks for another episode, another Thursday, another week of being a Coldplay fan in the online community of the internet. <laughs> How dramatic. <laughs> so, um, well, before we actually start today's episodes, there, there are actually, today there are lots and lots of things that I need to talk to you guys um, that I feel like I need to explain or, or just telling you, communicating you that are related to the Coldplay and, of course, then as a consequence to the Co-Talks word. But let me explain what today's episode is going to be because it is going to be a very different one. It's going to be very unusual maybe for us. Today we have Brooke, our first guest here on Co-Talks from the first Co-Talks ever. Um... To make a small recap of Music of the Spheres era, I noticed that when I looked back, it didn't feel like it has been one year, actually more than one year from the beginning of the Music of the Spheres era. And when I look back to Code Talks and noticed that we have been on one year of podcasts, we have already one year of, of episodes, it blows my mind because it really does not feel so. So we're going to make a small recap of lots of pivotal moments that happened on the Music of the Spheres World Tour and in the whole era and everything. Like it's, it's crazy to look back and see that actually lots of things happened that there has been a time where Coldplay just didn't stop working and didn't stop releasing things and, and putting things online and those kind of things. So recap and remember those moments was so grateful and it was so nice to have Brooke here again. So I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. But yeah, before we actually begin, there is some stuff that I feel like I need to just talk to you and have a very honest conversation about. And um, well, uh, first of all, let's let's kick the, the, the elephant out of the room already. Yes, Coldplay has postponed the Brazilian shows this month, later this month. And uh, to be to be fair, I'm very okay with that. I thought I would be way um, sad, sadier. <laughs> I don't know. I would be uh, unhappy or something like that. But I feel, well, I feel bad that Chris is not okay. And I guess that's it. I was commenting about that on Twitter the other day. There, That is, um, here in Brazil, like changing the dates... I don't, I don't know how this happens to other countries, but changing the dates of a flight ticket is extremely painful, like extremely um, exhausting, I guess. That's the way, yeah, that's the word. It's exhausting. There are lots of things in bureaucracy that you have to do, and this is not good at all. But that's, in my opinion, like alongside with the frustration of not being able to see the, my favorite band, in a few days. Um, my only frustration is that Chris is not okay and that I will have to handle this 
um, this thing because they moved to the um, they moved the concerts to the beginning of the year where at least most of people, including myself, are on their vacations. Um, so I mean that is actually a, a a point that is not bad for me or anything like that. And uh, well, that being said, I was even actually talking to some friends about um, about the fact that they're coming. Well, I would have to miss work to see them on the 18th. And uh, now they will probably, probably, they haven't confirmed the new dates yet, but they will probably come to Brazil on my and lots of other people's vacations. I know that this is not the reality to everybody, but it, it is to lots of people. Because of vacation, the flight tickets became like be, will become actually way more expensive. But um, well, that's the that's the bad part actually. But if I'm okay financially speaking, I will have the time to go to other concerts if I have the money. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited <laughs> with that with that specific very little part of the possibility that the future holds. So let's wait. Let's wait and see what we have. But I'm glad that we're not we're not having a canceled show, but a postponed show. Yeah, that's that's a very nice thing because well, on on 2013 they actually canceled some shows here. But we know that Chris was not feeling well. We had the, the breakup with um, Gwyneth Paltrow back then. So lots of things were happening. Like again. I, the only thing that we want is that the band feels well, but on the other hand, like at least this time it was not a con a consolation. And last thing about this topic, I want to thank so much the people who like commented uh, or DM'd me or, or replied to some tweets of the Brazilian fandom, like saying like saying that they are sorry for us and they and giving loving messages for everybody who lost. Um, the show, um, because of the cancellation of, of the not cancellation, sorry, because of the postponement, and uh, this is the whole thing. I mean, this is the whole beauty of it all. This is the whole reason that we have this community is to support each other in moments like show can cancellation or postponement, but also in some harder stuff as well. So thank you for being so kind this time and and always. Next topic is um, well, I need to explain some stuff for you guys. Um, this is or was supposed to be a one year special episode, but lots of things happened. Life happened, and uh, this is coming out now. Our anniversary, our one year anniversary, happened on September thirteenth. That was a very nice day. I want to thank again everybody who was there celebrating that on Twitter, on Instagram and everywhere. But I need to say something like I am in a very busy moment of my life right now. And, and I, I don't think, think that this that we have here on Code Talks should be busy or uh, the last thing that I need to do or something to check on my list. So uh, that's why I, I think, uh, well, that's why I posted this episode very, like, few weeks after it was supposed to get released, supposed to be public. And um, I know that maybe some people sometimes say to me, like, oh, don't worry about that. We don't care about that. We just care for the episode and to be there and to listen to your conversations and stuff. And I know that. 
But I mean, it's nice for you. You deserve to have like a good episode and good editing and good scheduling and this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I don't feel like I should push things to a point where they become um, messy. You know, I just don't want to make anything messy. So I think you should know what is happening and why uh, the episodes are delaying or something like that. That being said, there are some changes coming up about uh, the, those kind of things. I know that we have <laughs> this year had a, a moment of pause and and then we came back and then we have some changes. I don't want to pause again, but definitely some stuff are going to change. Um, but again, I just wanted to thank you all for the understanding and the loving messages and uh, the fact that we are here and that's why it matters. I'm sorry if I can uh, give you like the, the, the frequency that the show needs or the true guys want or something like that. But well, who knows? Maybe, maybe in the future, maybe who knows what the future holds, right? But yeah, next, uh, on the next episodes, I'm going to give you like the, some new structures and some new stuff. So stay tuned. But yeah, with that being said, I think we can finally begin this episode this was a very nice and long conversation i think this is one of the best and i can't wait for you to listen and to comment about it online so let's go code talks broke again <laughs> let's go now Hello, Brooke. How are Hi. you? Hi. I'm great. Thank you for having me back on here. I love being on here. Oh, and I love talking nice. about Coldplay. Yeah, so you were in the right place in the right time, in the right day. Yeah, yes. Definitely. <laughs> Brooke, it's been a year. A year, a whole year, 365 days that you have been here. The first, Actually, it's been a bit more. But uh, yeah, how, how do you feel that your life has changed, that things have changed? In this it's whole year. been a jam-packed year, <laughs> <laughs> and it went by very fast too. Didn't it? When I when I first talked to you about making this episode, I was like, no, that that, that may be a mistake. Like, probably we're not having like a whole year passed by, but we did. <laughs> we actually a whole did. year of cold talks. <laughs> Yes, a whole so uh, congratulations to you as well. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations to us. Like, if it wasn't for the community, this podcast wouldn't exist. So, yeah, thank you. That that's actually my my cue to say thank you for everybody who listens or who has already been here on the pod. Uh, Lots of people have uh, has been sending me some DMs about, oh, I want to be on the show. It would be nice for me to be on the show. I would love to be on the show. I would really love for everyone to be on the show, but uh, my schedule is so crazy right now. <laughs> Brooke is a testimony of how crazy my schedule is right now because this is the third day that we are scheduling for this recording because lots of a car crash happened. Everyone is safe, thanks God, but lots of things happened. Uh, but we're here, so if you want to be on the show, that's uh, I need to tell you that. The time is going to come. I trust that. And I hope you trust that as well. But um, yeah, just hold on. It's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> takes a lot of work. It takes that, a lot of work. That's why it's nice to have like Twitter and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. And we can all still talk to each other. <laughs> exactly, exactly. In the meantime. 
the whole purpose of, of co-talks in its given name is to talk. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. So we can talk <laughs> on Twitter as well. We can talk on a podcast. We can do whatever we want, don't we? So, Brooke, um, we're here today to make um, one year recap. Actually, we're going to see that this is going to be way longer than just one year because we're going to recap the whole music of the Spheres era in its entirety, front to back. I know that we are still living it. We're still in the middle of it. But uh, I was preparing myself to this episode and I was like shocked. Uh, not only about like the the number of, of of days and months and years that has been passed, but the number of things that the Coldplay actually did. Um, when we look back, we see that like they literally worked non-stop in a healthy way, I guess. I hope actually. <laughs> how do you feel that time before we actually begin like dissecting it piece by piece? How do you feel that time has passed? It's very strange because <laughs> I think in part because um, the era really started, like we entered into the Music of the Spheres era so long before the album actually came out and yes. then the tour yeah. starting that um, that it feels like it's been longer <laughs> yeah. since we've actually like fully been in with the tour and having the album. Um, but at the same time, it's like everything since then, it seems to have happened very quickly. Yeah. So it's a very <laughs> odd feeling of like the longest promo for an album I think that they've ever had Yeah. versus like the rest of it is just flown by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to be honest, like um, on Coldplay Twitter, this is the first time that I have joined the community to, to comment about the releases and, and to be there for the promo and this kind of stuff. But I have the feeling that this went longer because of the community. This is not bad, actually, but actually it's the opposite. This is this was a very nice feeling, but I have the feeling that being with the community and uh, creating theories and especially on the alien language thing that we're going to comment right away, but being with the community was... Um, was a point that made things uh, flow by more, not, not faster or slower, but naturally, you know? I feel like I was being a part of the plan that they planned for the album. Like, I was, by being there, trying to discover what the alien languages in the beginning meant and those kind of things, um, that made me feel like a part of Coldplay's puzzle in the best <laughs> way possible. Yeah, I think too, it's so interesting with the community aspect and I think the lore for Music of the Spheres and the difference between all the mysteries that we had early on yeah. that we had to uncover versus some of the stuff that we kind of, maybe some gaps yeah. <laughs> hoping to fill once we got the album that maybe uh, didn't necessarily get filled either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happened here as well, we need to say, but in a different way. True. Yeah. Well, also because like we know that this is one part of something yeah. more as well. So I think that's, like you said, it, 
I mean, this is going to be a big era. <laughs> yeah. Recently, we yeah, have the info of... that this tour is going to have like four years. It's going to be four years long. Yeah. So, I mean, we are actually in the very beginning of something. Talking about beginnings, I think it's time for us to begin. <laughs> right. Yes. So the first thing that happened actually was a mystery. Now we know that it was a mystery chaotic text that Coldplay posted that was actually a series of um, symbols. We can say like that, <laughs> that nobody knew what happened that actually read Coldplay Higher Power May 7. So Coldplay posted that on April 28th. Actually, two days after my own birthday, Coldplay, you missed uh-huh. the date, but okay, <laughs> I will I will forgive you. But um, and that was actually the reason why I created my I I I, I used to have my my personal like Coldplay account, my personal Twitter account. But because of that of and because of how intrigued I was of a series of random symbols that my favorite band was posting on the internet and also on like outdoors all over the world. I started to get so connected to that and starting meeting people that I created another Twitter account just to talk about Coldplay, which became in the future Code Talks. But I started on Twitter because of that. So, and actually in the meantime, I, 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 I created the account. I think it was on the day that Higher Power got released actually. So how was it with the community when this got released? Like, who discovered it? Like, who was the first person or who were the first people to discover what was written? I remember a Coldplay Extra tweet about that. But how was it? I remember the people saying that they discovered it really fast. But I don't have this, like, I wasn't there following that close. But you, I guess you were. So how was that? I was. So, I mean, I pretty much didn't see (laughs) any of it until I think until Coldplay Extra tweeted and they had already cracked it or very close. But um, I know that like it was actually quite a few days before any of that, that the alien radio account had started following some fans. Yeah. I I don't remember anyone specific, (laughs) Yeah, but I know there were some people who, like they saw that someone was following them and they just didn't think anything about it. Cause before yeah. that point we had had other like hoaxes <laughs> and there's always people <laughs> who are like uh, leaking things yeah. <laughs> like s- track lists and stuff like that. Yeah. That are completely gold. fake. Yeah. And I think we'd had s- stuff like that not too long before that point, especially because we had known that music of the spheres was coming since we got the um, the CD booklet for Everyday Life yeah. or the album booklet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, of course, ever since then, so since basically November 2019, people have been speculating about music of the spheres. And, but, you know, not none of us really <laughs> expecting yeah. something to just suddenly pop up, even though we went through the everyday life <laughs> era where, yeah, where but, we just suddenly was, had a new it album. It was a different name, actually. It was like Alien Radio. So it was not like music yeah, of the exactly. spheres or something like so, that. So it's something like, oh, yeah, that could be, but it could all ju- also just be someone pulling another hoax or someone doing just a fan account, that kind of thing. Um, So there had been some of that 
beforehand. And then, uh, and that account had posted like a few different pictures. It was all the like um, coordinates. Yes. For these, yeah, for like the posters and stuff or whatever. Um, and then Coldplay Extra, I know once we actually got that text, they cracked it so fast. <laughs> yeah. And I remember um, on their Twitch channel that Ian talked about that. I don't know if they have that recording available on their YouTube channel still, but um, he, I remember he talked about how they went through that process and like just trying to decode it because uh, I, I just remember him talking about the, the ease being like one of the easiest, you know, any of the letters that repeat and yeah. then you can just kind of like figure some things out. And then it, it just like, you know, once you have enough of it, you can kind of tell, okay, yeah. that's what this says. <laughs> and there's something about like alien radio that it was actually a radio. So if, if you entered on alienradio.fm, yeah. That was the creepiest thing Coldplay has ever done <laughs> because it was, it was, I don't even know how to describe what alien radio was because you couldn't, you couldn't see your mouse uh, thing, yeah. the, 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 your mouse cursor. And, um, but you could like flip your mouse through uh, an image and then random voices would come out, like speaking lots of different languages and, and with no context, with nothing. And then um, every time that something new happened, they would post something saying like signal found and nobody understood anything. And then <laughs> and the first tweet, the first time, the first time that, that happened was on April 18th. So that there was a first tweet on Alien Radio, and then we started having those kind of things. Uh, that was actually the first time that we had something in Chaotican. We had a, a small text saying signal found in Chaotican, but nobody knew that was uh, Chaotican back then. And then on April 23rd, we got the first coordinate. That was in New York, actually. It was a pharmacy in New York like, that has oh, a yeah. billboard uh, with alienradio.com, lots of alien, lots of chaotic contacts, like mixed, which later became the cover to the higher power single. Then it started happening like repeatedly, even in a soccer match in Chile, we had like those, oh, yeah. those texts. <laughs> it was on the. That was crazy. That was totally crazy because it just appeared. And then on April 28th, Coldplay retweeted that. And then that was it. That was final. Like, and we were kind of like, this is, they're doing a lot for a single. <laughs> yes. They're doing a lot for one song. Yes, exactly. People, I remember when Coldplay Extra posted a translation, there was lots of replies saying like, is that a single or an album? Because... God, yeah, they're doing a lot. Um, so finally, they they released the they Coldplay retweeted Alien Radio. Then everybody started freaking out. That was a day. That was a day that people started freaking out on Twitter because, like, okay, now we know for sure. Yeah, now it's official. <laughs> this is real. And then, not um, not okay with that. They actually created another broadcast, which was a YouTube live stream on space and that was it and that was the actual release of higher power which happened one day before 
Uh, Higher Power was announced to May 7th, but the, the, the streaming was on May 6th. Don't know why. It, uh, but it happened. It got uh, released. We got a video. I think it um, maybe time zone thing. Because I oh, remember yeah. it was like, it was like uh, May 7th, but like British time. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> something. something. So that's something. I yeah. remember for, and that I had that experience too when they released. Um, well, maybe when they release, yeah, the the song with the video, and then also for my universe, it was like this yeah. same yeah. kind of thing. It was like getting to see it exactly. <laughs> six hours early. Six hours, early. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we always win who are not from Europe, right? <laughs> in these cases, in these scenarios. But yeah, um, we on that day that they got released, they simply got like the transmission from the official. Um, performance it was like a, the first time that we saw like the first thing from the band like the the outfits from the music of the spheres era was on yeah. that video which was a live performance of higher power featuring um et uh, holograms <laughs> so that was something that the the community was very shocked as well like i remember watching it and saying why Coldplay? Why? Why? Why is uh, this happening? But at the same time, being very it. excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, also, they released a CD single for the first time in a while, actually, with Higher Power. That's something um, that caught my my eye at first because it has been a long time that they, they, they didn't do anything like that. Yeah. So as you said, like. This happened and then we got like a long time of the higher power era, which was known as the remix era. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so many remixes. <laughs> yeah, and there is something- none of which none of which personally I enjoyed. Oof, I'm a I'm a hard person for remixes. I'm not the, the greatest fan of remixes as well. But wow, they're there. If you like it, you can listen to that. Yeah. Um, we got the, the, the higher power release from space and there is something that it's very nice that they actually did on that because May 7th was 2021's National Space Day. So, I mean, it feels like everything was very into place in this specific release. <laughs> but with higher power, we actually, uh, discovered what was chaotica and definitely like, um, as a consequence, we also discovered um, the chaotic language. So how was your reaction to that? Because that was a very important time uh, for, for, for fans. They even created like the, the chaotic translator in their website. So you can go there, type yeah. anything and you have it in chaotic. And so how was that for you? And how did you see people reacting to that on Twitter or anywhere else? It was so exciting for me because... I love any kind of sci-fi or yeah. science fantasy type stuff. And to have that, to have Coldplay yeah. <laughs> um, approaching those genres is always my favorite. And you know how much I love Milo Xylito, Yeah. which um, at that point we didn't have any connections. I don't think yeah. uh, other than to just be like, oh, wow, isn't this kind of strange? We get these like mystery transmissions here and yeah. then a single and we don't know when the album's coming or or technically what it's going to be or anything like that yeah. 
that was really the only slight similarity back then. But so even just to have another sci-fi thing, I was like, yes, this is made for me. (laughs) And this time it was like, they first... um they first started like making those connections with space in X and Y, but it was very subtle mm-hmm. and very simple. It's not like we had a talk music video that's entirely set on space, but then we have Milo's Unsu- Island. Unsurprisingly, my favorite. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Would never guess. Uh, and then we had Milo's Island with the, the comics and um, everything that created that, 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 that um, place but now they fully embraced that identity of being on space especially with chaotica and the, the other ones i remember that we got well after the the song got released almost a, a month later actually we got the higher power music video which confirmed those theories and we went looking for other planets as well we knew that the yeah. the, the music video happened in Chaotica. And that was when we discovered that the Chaotica was the trash planet. I'm airing quotation marks right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so how, how wh- what do you think about the music video as well? Because I remember that it was a very well-promoted music video because with the snippets and the posters, like we could see that it was going to be huge and it actually was. Yeah. I thought it was pretty a pretty cool video. I, I don't know how now... What I comparing it to the first video of Higher Power that we got was yeah. just them in a parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one too. I, but I thought it I would know, be the, the official one. Actually, I was okay with that. It feels more aligned with Coldplay oh, generally because it's just them playing yeah. basically. But um, that the official Higher Power video has some pretty cool. Um, like effects or moments in it too. Like I love the the spinning shot. I was going to talk about that. Chris yeah, and him doing the the dancing, and then when the band comes in, that's pretty cool. And Will and Chris drums. getting his little superpowers at the end. Yeah. And there was a lot of confusion. I remember because we also kind of see Chaotica in the sky at the end. Yeah. And then I personally had a lot of questions about uh, like me too is this going to connect to anything <laughs> after like, are we going to see this Chris character running fast to other planets as well, <laughs> which didn't turn out to be the case. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I like that video. There's something else I was going to say, but I can't remember. Now. Well, there is something that it's very nice that we first discovered on that music video. That was Angel Moon. It was the first yeah. time that we saw her. And, uh, well, nowadays they use uh, Enzy Moon as a character in their shows, as a puppet. Um, but we're going to talk about that later. And I know that you <laughs> like the puppets. I know that you have a very nice opinion about that. We're going to talk about that. Yes. And um, But it was the first time that we saw Angel Moon. And when I remember that time now, I remember that we talked about the music video I think we talked about the, the My Universe music video. No, we didn't. It wasn't released back then. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't oh, know but what... if we could have. We, we could have. We could have at least speculated that, that about That one that. is amazing. But yeah, that one was a very um, more... It was a more expensive, not in terms of money, but in terms of um, of how much of the spheres we got because we already knew the planets. We didn't know the album, but we did. We, we knew the planets. We knew the other... 
Uh, we knew their characteristics. We could see them. And we have three different bands on my universe on three different planets. But now we only have like Chaotica. But now looking back at this, and this is how great it is to look back at stuff. Uh, looking back at this, I, 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 I remember the, that thing of seeing Chaotica when Chris left. So uh, on, on the Higher Power Music video, I remember them saying in lots of interviews that this whole thing of talking about um, aliens and it's just another way to talk about the human beings and Earth. So yeah. I don't think they're actually that um, worried about connecting things like perfectly as they were on Milo Zaretto, for example. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think they are on that level of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know, on that level of concernness. Like detail. You know, or detail, <laughs> you can take. Yeah. I know. I just wish that they had been because they had so much to work with. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yes, they had a lot. But I mean, we know from even the the Coldplay Extra thing, uh, the the Coldplay Extra interview that they did last month, this month, I don't remember the one that they interviewed Coldplay themselves. That well, it has been there. Ha there has been a, a financial crisis and those kind of things. So, and those music video costs. Lots of money. And they released one of my favorite music videos from Coldplay ever that is Let Somebody Go after that. I know that's kind of polemic. Some people don't like that music video a lot, but it's <laughs> one of my favorites. I really love that music video. But uh, And then from there, from that moment on, they started like abandoning that this, the, the whole statics from the two first music videos. But at the same time, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, um... I, I think that was a way of the band saying, like, don't worry that much about things being connected. Just worry about the whole message. And we're going to talk about that message in a minute because, well, after High Power, we got lots of things. Lots of things. Lots of remixes, lots of remixes. But oh, yeah. also, <laughs> we got uh, live performances. And that moment was not like mere live performances. It was the beginning, like it was the first, it was second trimester of 2021. We were heading out of a pandemic back then. So there was lots of first times in the music of this year's era. They went to the American Idol uh, show for the first performance ever of Higher, Power, of Higher Power, which was the first time where we have a glimpse of the other spheres, actually. Do you remember that? Yeah. They put it on the roof. They had right? them all hanging down. Yeah. 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 They put it on the roof of American Idol. They made a beautiful set. They made a beautiful um, um, stage, actually. And they put them. And at that point, did did Chris have his piano then, too, yes. with the lights? Yes. Yeah. So we got time. to see a lot of the, the aesthetics for the era yes. in that performance. Yeah. And also the other languages, because we had. We didn't know back then, right? right? But um, we had some stuff written in other um, spheres, languages as well. So it was basically them confirming that Chaotica was just one thing. It was not going to represent the whole album, as some people were saying, actually. And actually, this this got very messy back then, if you know what I mean. But yeah, we don't want to talk <laughs> about that. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we had American Idol on May 9th, and not long ago on May 11th, we had the Brit Awards, where they did a performance of Higher Power as well. That was on the day, 
that got some people a bit um, confused. But it's even um, the... Um, they got a picture from that day that is even on the booklet of Music of the Sphere. So that was a very nice performance. They opened the Brit Awards. Do you remember that? Yeah, and I definitely remember that we were really confused because <laughs> I think they had been rehearsing yeah. a couple of days before that too. Exactly. They had a lot of fireworks to set off. Mm -hmm. And we were like, why are they doing this during the the day. During daylight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was close to sundown, but it was still very bright out when, yeah. they, when they actually performed. Yeah. I think it turned out okay, though. Yeah. I, th I mean, um, we got a bit worried. That's probably not the word, but we got a bit, like, confused, as you said. But in the end, it was awesome as well. So, yeah. It was also really cool to see them integrating the hologram technology yes, as well yes. they were able to do it real time yes they did like the hologram stuff as they did on the official performance that they where they released uh higher power right so they opened the whole thing on brit so and it was right after the the song got released so it was a very nice way to promote this and literally just say like coldplay's back like for after the whole pandemic like this is coldplay now so I think it was very nice. Now, uh, moving a bit forward, we had two, the, I think the, the, those were the first two main like, big events uh, after Higher Power got released, which was um, Glastonbury 2021 and Big Weekend on BBC Radio 1, where they played on the Whitby Abbey, right? Which was a show that featured some people's faces sing, singing the Viva chant, lots of people from the, um, the fandom as well. I was a little bit shy back then, not gonna lie, so I didn't send anything. <laughs> but lots of people, Haley, uh, Haley were there. Uh, I think you were there yeah. as well. Oh, am I right? I don't know. No? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did send something in, though. Oh. I think I sent a video of me and and Milo. Oh yeah, you're a little Milo, Milo puppet, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't get up on there. That's okay. It was also yeah. like kind of hard to see. <laughs> yeah, it was very hard to see because they projected they, it they into projected the, it the, the abbey on the building. Yeah. yeah. So it was very hard to see. I remember people. I remember people like tweeting uh, like screen grabs of it like of their faces all yeah, like, distorted like, is that me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's me but if, I if remember that, that someone is. asked maybe phil on twitter if they could release the video yeah. that they projected so that people could know if there's were on there but they he i i think he responded like yeah that'd be a great idea and then nothing ever <laughs> happened <laughs> Classic a theme for Classic some feel. other videos of yeah. this era. But um, something that was very nice, especially on Glastonbury, because it came before the big weekend on, on BBC Radio 1, was that we had a new song. Yeah. We had Human Heart featuring the great We Are King. I didn't know We Are King back then, so the first time, and I remember that. Lots of things happened on Glastonbury. Lots of people couldn't watch the live stream and they just published the live stream to, for free to everybody. So I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. I watched that as well. That was a very nice concert because it was the first full, not full set, but well, 
more than one song set that they did yeah. after Higher Power after they they came back. And we had And they had the the not xylobands. I was going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> On the ground too, the lights. The xylobands. That was really awesome. <laughs> yes. I remember that people say And that uh oh my god, and Chris had the um the sound yeah, thing. it was Johnny. I can't actually. remember what it's called. Yeah, it's the Johnny. Yeah. the Buckland section of the show. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, the, Johnny had like a small um, MIDI controller or something like that, where he pressed play and people started like shouting as if they were they like, like fifty thousand yeah. people in front of them, <laughs> and then they started booing the band like themselves. Actually, <laughs> that was so nice. That was so nice. But yeah, we finally had a new song called Human Heart, which was a song that nobody was expecting. I remember that I was watching like totally unannounced. And then they started like singing a new song in a different place. Actually, it was not on the stage. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was even pre-recorded. Everything was pre-recorded, but this probably, probably was recorded right. way before. It was raining. Small detail. And uh, Wow. I mean, I got really excited when they played Human Heart for the first time. Because it was a song that um, I was not expecting Coldplay to make a, like a vocal song out of the blow, you know? So Human Heart, and, and to see that, that was one thing as well, that Coldplay was making uh, collaborations with other artists that was starting to become clear. Music of the Series turned out, turned out to be the album where they most collaborated until now. So that was the first time we have that they were going to have guests on the album. Uh, on this song, actually, we, we knew about We Are King, but in the future, we would know that Jacob Collier is also in the song. And if you listen closely, like on that day, you can listen to Jacob Collier vocalizing on the song. Yeah. But um, how, do you, how did you feel and how did you remember the whole community felt on that day of Human Heart specifically? Yeah, that was pretty exciting because like you said, they went into this new area yeah. in the video and it was like, are they, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> are they playing something new? And yes, they did play something new. It took a while um, to realize was, it was something new. Yeah, right? at least something something interesting was definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um, the other thing, let me ask you, this was before we got the official higher power video, right? Yes, it was. So, so the oh. Glastonbury performance, if I remember correctly, was also the first time that we heard music, music of, of the, the Spears, Spears one. The song. Yes. And I remember everyone hearing it and thinking like, this it's is official. like always in my head part two. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and that was an, that was another thing that I associated <laughs> between this era and Milo Salato because it's like, oh, you have a little Intro. instrumental introduction yeah. that starts with an M to your first <laughs> full song that starts with an H. <laughs> well, you're very specific now. <laughs> yeah, so that was, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so getting to hear Music of the Spheres also, which we were like, is that an actual song or are they yeah. just using it as like some slight intro music? Well, now we know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and man, that that music just just gets you pumped up, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when when that bass thing starts like 
pumping. Yeah. And that, that, was, that was amazing. But I remember also that that was the first time that, they, that Coldplay officially said music of the series because the intro of this, the first song is the words are being, that are being said are music of the spheres, which I yep. didn't even notice. I saw that on Twitter later. I didn't know that that, <laughs> that was like the robotic voice saying music of the spheres. So, so that went totally blank. And then I remember seeing people saying, wait, they, they confirmed music of the spheres now? <laughs> And yes, they did. So, yeah. Yes. So yeah, it was the first time that we, like Glastonbury was the first time that we listened to the words music of the spheres coming out of their mouths, basically. We knew about that. We knew that that was something, but well, after released, after they had released like the first single, things started to become official, right? So yeah, we had back then, like just to finish the month of May <laughs> and the beginning <laughs> of June, we had lots of uh, remixes and new versions and we started having like some... Um, Small gigs. I want to talk about the first one, which is the Roundhouse. We need to talk about Roundhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Because they recorded there like a version of Higher Power and a version of Collaborateur that we didn't know was a thing back then. We didn't know that they, re that they, they recorded this song. But that was something. And then later on in August, Phil posted a snippet of Coloratura live at how of the uh, live at the Roundhouse and here we are <laughs> and that's it one <laughs> we year also after going back to the Whippy Abbey that we also knew that there was another another song they performed oh, yeah yeah that was never released and also still has not been released <laughs> yeah. we don't even know what it was on the BBC Radio One thing on the on the Whippy Abbey yeah they played the, uh, another song that I think it was not even recorded. Or it was. I don't know. I think it was recorded. If I remember correctly, we found out because in the interview yes. with Greg James, yeah. I think Chris mentioned it or something. Yeah. And he was saying that like we can't release it yet. Yeah. But I think they did record it. Which song you do you don't think it was? Know what it is. I heard of plenty of people speculating about my universe. Oh yeah. Especially because there was no crowd there, but But people who were near enough to hear them performing heard crowd sounds, which is how oh. the, the album version of yeah. My Universe starts. And I think, especially by the time there was speculation about it being My Universe, that it had, there had been a leak of that song as well, yeah. <laughs> a version of that song. So people who had listened to it were trying to... yeah to associate those two because otherwise it's like I don't even know what it could have been <laughs> yeah and well there is something actually uh, we have a small transition on um, on my universe from the last chorus to the the outro of the song that with the vocal chops and the stuff um, right. where there is a very small very subtle snippet of an audience maybe that's it I don't know if you noticed probably you have noticed that Like from the last, when, when the song calms down, there is from that part of the song as a part of a crowd. Because live, talking about live events, Coldplay never used the music of the series 2 song to yeah. introduce my universe. To They in. used like a synth yeah. intro. 
that is way better than music of the series too. But I never said that out loud. <laughs> but um, we're not here to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, so we have that thing on the roundhouse and we have that thing on, on the, the mysterious song. We had something very nice also in May that is the Coldplay Red Nose Day TikTok performance where they play some song yes. with Phil <laughs> with Phil on the, the on his phone filming it live and giving me some headaches. Thank you, Phil, because he couldn't <laughs> stop for a second. Like he was moving a lot. Uh, they had a very nice audio, by the way, for a cell phone audio. But yeah, did you yeah. see that live on TikTok? I did. The camera work didn't bother me so oh, much. What me bothered headaches. me was when someone request, requested square one and they laughed. <laughs> and But then Chris like started playing it on the piano and that yeah. blew my mind. I was like, this man remembers <laughs> how to play the song and he remembers the words to the song. Yeah. 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 That's, that's big. <laughs> that's big, right? It's it's from X and Y. I mean, <laughs> the, if they, they know that, something. He from, said they like it. That's good. <laughs> they say they like it. Yeah. they. He's probably not talking about the album version that we know. We know that Chris has... A different version of X and Y on his computer. By the way, Chris, if you're listening to that. Yep. Hello, my brother. How are you? Let's talk about that <laughs> later. But um, yeah, I mean, it was something very nice for us is to, to see. Like, That's one of this X and Y re-indition or re-editing thing is one of the most um, appealing things, uh, appealing secrets from Coplate, in my opinion. I really, yeah. I really, even if it's just like a leaked MP3, sorry, I will listen to that because. <laughs> wow. And then cool. we had something that is way connected to our first episode and to you. That was June 17th, the Today Show. Yeah. You were there. We already talked about that. But I would ask you to talk a little bit more um, about this experience, especially now with, all those um, time um, of this time lap. That was the first time that Coplace actually saw an audience for like three years, two years, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you were there and lots of people actually were there. <laughs> How was it? I know that you already talked about that, but is there anything that kind of, I won't say changed, but is there anything that has grown uh, if, if you compare that time, June, 3rd, June 17 to now? It was just amazing <laughs> to be there. Definitely, I feel still higher power live yeah. is an incredible experience compared to the album version. Like, I still love the I love the album version. I know not everyone does. <laughs> really, but that song, but that song That's live no is like amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's always who hate. Coldplay's new stuff. So, <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. We had one thing that I'll say that that stands out to me because we had the incredible experience of Coldplay performed Higher Power and Clocks. That's what they were supposed to play. Yeah, and we kept chanting one more song. Yeah, and they actually decided to play another song. It didn't, as far as I know, it didn't air. No. Um, but I actually, I did record it as soon as they started it. Cause I was like, this is an incredible moment yeah. actually doing it. So I have that posted on YouTube, 
Um, but they were playing a sky full of stars. Yeah. And that moment for me, I don't know if I said this last time, but that moment for me was like the best experience I've ever had as a cold player. Wow. Because first of all, because like just being there at the Today Show, I got to meet so many people who I'd yeah. known online for so long. Yeah. <laughs> some some of like Haley I I had met before when we were uh in line for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, but I had known Haley for like 10 years before that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and then getting to meet like Lexi and Saf and Emily and Maria Jose and all these other people there. Um and then a lot of us were going to the Macy's uh, yeah. taping because that, that happened the same, the same day. day yeah. um, and so we got, we had like this cold play day. It was great. And it is what inspired my dream, my vision of cold player con, <laughs> <laughs> which maybe someday yeah. it will happen. But Ooh. so to have them like agree to perform an extra song for us and everyone was there like we were all there for them and everyone was so excited it was great and yeah. i think that's so interesting now because i loved that song but it was never like in my top because there's just too many other good songs yeah. too um but that song has really become such a pivotal moment now in the concerts for yes. this tour yes. so i think it's so interesting how unintentionally <laughs> i had that that moment back then yeah. and i think they played that one because they they were gonna play it later too yeah. so for the macy's taping um they performed viva vida and higher power multiple yeah. times um, yeah. and 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 even once or twice we got to hear just the playback of them performing oh. and we had to perform as the audience oh. um but in between, Was, uh, wasn't there a those, thing? They also, wasn't there a thing that they put a song of like I think it was One Republic for One you Republic. to just like yeah. jump out so and I have a good time? I think it was before all of the Coldplay stuff. Yeah, they yeah. they played um, Counting Stars. I think oh. so. If you actually watch that back, you can see Haley on the screen during the during the um, Counting Stars one, <laughs> um, and then. Uh, yeah, so I think they came out and performed Viva Vida. We did that first. Yeah. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. But um, between those two that were going to be taped for the actual show, they did some songs that were just for us. And I think, yeah, uh, yeah Sky Full of Stars was definitely in that. So I think that's why they chose. But I just thought that, like, looking back at it now, I'm like, wow, I had that experience with that song. And now it's become like a huge moment of the show of yeah. like togetherness yes <laughs> yeah in the show or, uh, no cell phone and those kinds of stuff yeah <laughs> yeah um, and and i also got to have the experience again at my concert that i went to of getting to see all these people yeah who i know because i've never really had that before uh sort of in the the last concert i had been to for a head full of dreams Tour, where I got to meet some people. I actually got to meet Ian from oh, Play Extra yeah. <laughs> and a few other people. I went um, with, basically went with my friend uh, April yeah. from Australia. Wow. <laughs> lots yeah, of different but I people never from really lots of different gotten places. to meet 
<laughs> all these people who I've known for a long time. Yeah. So I love that that experience as well. Yeah, that, that's so beautiful. Like, um, how Coldplay is able to connect people from all over the world and create this community that is... I talk about that in this exact same way in all episode of all episodes of this podcast, but it's so As you true. Should, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I feel like in the need of talking about that because I feel I feel like we should talk about that until the day we actually understand the size and uh, the importance and um, I don't know and and. How how great this is in our lives because um this is rare you know this is not easy to yeah. find. But moving on uh on the next day on the Today Show we had a Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon that I need to make a small parenthesis here because they played Desire by YouTube <laughs> and that blow has blown Twitter off. If, mm-hmm. And you had to be there. I'm not going to say why. You had to be there. If you were there, you remember why this has blown Twitter off. If you wasn't there, I'm sorry. Moving on. <laughs> and you could probably just watch the performance and figure it yeah, out. Yeah, watch it. Just or just watch look it. at Twitter now because everyone's still <laughs> thirsting over Chris. Oh, anyway. anyway moving on. Um <laughs> Lots of things happened. Uh, this whole people call it New York era because Coldplay did lots yeah. of things in New York back then. But then we finally had the announcement: Music of the Sphere's new Coldplay album out October fifteenth, and that happened on July twentieth with a Chris Martin's handwritten note, all colorful one, and also that was the first time that we had our. A very great experience. I'm going to read a small part of it that is uh, of, of the Chris Martin's handwritten note that says, Hello, everyone. We're hoping you're doing well. We have a new album called Music of the Spheres, Volume 1, coming out on Friday, October 15th. Volume 1. Volume 1. I mean, um, we knew that Music of the Spheres was something. But we actually thought that Music of the Series was one thing. Not one something, yeah. <laughs> lots of, one something, right? Uh, just completing this part of, of the information, uh, that was the first time that we, we knew that the whole album was going to be produced by Max Martin. We knew that the higher power was produced by him, but um, the whole album, I mean, Max Martin is, was and is a guy that was known for making like massive hits for lots of... Um, very big people on the music um, industry. So it was very nice to see him with Coldplay. And actually after that, because uh, they they started saying like how great it was working with Max Martin, how comfortable they was, they were, sorry, working with Max Martin. So, I mean, it was very nice to see that for the first time. Also that day we had the album trailer, Overtura. How was your reaction to that? Because that is a very sensitive topic for me. It is? It is. I need <laughs> to say. I'm curious to hear why. Okay, well, I'll just say that, of course, I loved it. And of course, that was great. <laughs> no, I thought it was so cool to have the fly through with all the yeah. spheres. And I, I liked the way it was so interesting to hear because we had already gone through this with everyday life where the songs 
So every era is so different. <laughs> like each album really has a very different sound. But an album like Everyday Life had many different sounds on yeah. one album. Yeah. And it felt like kind of a, a repeat with this, with, well, with Overture, with this Music of the Spheres, these Music of the Spheres tracks. Yeah. With such a wide range, <laughs> a wide variety of kinds of songs that were going to yeah. be on there. So that was really interesting as well. And there were some things that we recognized, um, some things that we we could kind of distinguish, and then others that we were like, mm, is this part of this or what? Yeah. Or And people trying to see if they could hear <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember that two specific songs got really popular. Talking about the overture snippet uh, among the the fans, which were "Humankind" and "Infinity Station" or "Infinity Sign." Yeah, because Mm -hmm. we had like the riff from "Humankind," but we had nothing, literally nothing (laughs) from "Infinity Station." But the the little amount we have, people connected to. Another song called Life is Beautiful that they only performed live on the end of the I Have Full of Dreams tour. And it was actually very similar. Um, In the end, it wasn't the same song. It was actually a very different song. (laughs) But it it really seems to have uh, been born in a very similar way, in a very similar basis. So Yeah. So my thing with Overture is that, well, they released that on July 20th and the album came out on October 15th. And I'm a very right. anxious person. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. That's not Coldplay's fault. But my head started naturally um, to feel the gaps that this, the songs had. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I started to create things for the song not intentionally, but for example, beautiful for me, beautiful, the beautiful snippet was the best snippet. And I mean, beautiful is not my, I really like beautiful nowadays, especially when it first came out, it was not my favorite. I was like, eh, I don't know. But nowadays, like I really, <laughs> I learned how to like it as like lots of people did actually on the fandom. But I mean, on my head, Beautiful was going to be something very different from what it is. Um, but as we said, like Infinity Station and uh, Let Somebody Go in my head was something very different as well. So um, that was the thing with Overture for me. So Coldplay, if you're listening to that, please don't release something like that again. Not a month, like four months I, before. I the release. Yeah, I think that was a, an issue overall. Like we were saying like the introduction (laughs) period of this era was so long and so you're talking specifically about the music and i had i guess and i think others a similar experience with the lore that they were giving out the idea of the concept of the spheres and even um having certain characters like angel moon and or the chaoticans and wondering like how do these things all connect to each other and and we're and of course we also got you know, as fast as it went <laughs> in retrospect, yeah. we went long stretches of time without any updates from the band or anything yeah. new. Um, and especially that period in between those June shows and the announcement of the album. Yeah. And so there was plenty of time for us 
in that period to ki- to continue speculating yes. on what what the era could be and mm. from the storytelling perspective and then like you're saying once we got that music then we had another three months almost <laughs> yeah. to speculate more and to obsess over just these really short yeah. snippets <laughs> i mean lots of things happened from the announcement until the the day got released especially on yeah on october or in the end of of september september yeah but because well we got my universe and those kind of things but, but august was dry <laughs> august was a very hard month i need to say uh but i mean i i understand that the band like I'm not blaming them. I, I was just kidding. Okay, I'm not suing Coldplay for <laughs> releasing Overture, but that was something. I mean, um, and I remember that on the day got release, Coldplay extra posted something like announcement 4 p.m. and that was it. And then I remember <laughs> that um, Alien Radio updated with some. Um, how can I say that with? If you enter Alien Radio today, we're going to see like some slides of each um, song and consequentially each planet. And that happened on the day on October 15th, but they were like blurred. You remember that? They were like, um, we had the higher power planet, the higher power part working perfectly but the other ones were, were like um bad transmissions from otv and those right. kind of things and we could listen to some stuff but not well so that was very nice actually it got me very hyped it got me very okay this is the day i remember that i was on i was not at, at my house and I, I didn't have like headphones and this kind of thing when they announced it i was um buying stuff for my house actually like house supplies and this kind of stuff so i got really anxious uh because of that because i wasn't home and then it was coming close to 4 p.m and i was like oh my god i'm not going to see that <laughs> but in the end i mean everything worked fine and uh, we had finally the image of the spheres and the name and the languages yeah. and something everyone is an alias somewhere it was the first time we listened to that as well that became right. like the motto of music of the spheres so how do you remember that? And because we also had another announcement that day, but I'm going to talk a little about a little, I'm going to talk about that a little later. How do you remember that? How do you feel that? I don't really remember too much. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. I'm trying to remember something specific. I feel like I was just excited, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. People were freaking out because the theories actually started there. I mean, yeah. like when fans really got crazy there because it was so mind, is it like it was a very big material. Now we we jumped from one planet that we knew everything about it basically to yep. twelve or eleven a bunch new more. ones. <laughs> so it, I mean, it was a bunch more, and um, also on that day we got a track list of the album. Right. Yeah, I definitely and remember that was a big thing for me, trying to, like, remember what the <laughs> track list was. And we have and the emoji the stuff. names of the spheres and trying yeah. to put them together. So oh, that was hard. Is, that was there was hard. a discrepancy, if I remember correctly, between the Overture video and the alignment of the songs to the spheres. 
it was a bit different website yeah like one of the earlier tracks i think it was like maybe cubic and like calypso or something yeah, was, those two songs we that didn't got, have like, mixed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that. We didn't have that right, uh, right. Uh, on the video. Uh, but yeah, and then we got like the track listing. They had already mentioned back then that we we're going to have something like emoji titles. Mm-hmm. People started thinking if that was true, but then it became true. And they also in this handwritten note by Chris Martin, they say that. On Friday, that same week, they would release an album track called Coloratura. And uh, we got, okay, this is the closer track. That was it. They're going to release the closer. But then, I think it was in the next day, like that was July 20th. I guess on July 21st, we got the track length of the album. Yeah. And then I went crazy. And then because like, I saw the Coloratura was like 10 minutes long. <laughs> And it was like, oh, okay, that's a hidden track. Coldplay has already done that, but it wasn't. It was a 10-minute nope. track. And the whole album is just barely long enough for that to be yeah. a quarter of the album. <laughs> that's literally a quarter of the album. Literally. So, I mean, and that So there was were the definitely some reason. conflicting feelings with that. Yeah. For that me. That was the exact reason that I didn't listen to Coloratura at first. Yeah. I didn't. I did, but I felt conflicted about it. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, like with Coloratura, I was like, I got to listen to this. It's like an experience. But um, like, for example, with Everyday Life before the uh, Sunrise and Sunset um, live streams, yeah. they had released like four or five different <laughs> tracks by that point yes. from the album. We had and I, I had obviously I heard Orphans and arabesque when they premiered on the radio and yeah. some of the snippets that they included in like um the the press releasing but they released uh daddy ahead of time i don't remember about champion of the world i think that maybe they had released the audio for it ahead of time but i i just stopped mm. listening to any of that stuff i'm like uh, Even though it's official, I don't want to hear it anymore because I just want. <laughs> we had a snippet of guns, this, like I new, remember, yeah, guns. Right, I think I did listen to that one. Yeah, I can't I remember, but um, <laughs> but like the full songs, I was like, no, I'll wait. And so there was some temptation. <laughs> oh, that was this, hard but, as well. Yeah, but I did. Well. I was like, no, I'm going to listen to Coloratura, and I did, yeah. and I am glad that I did when it came out although i'm curious to know for you how you feel about it after the fact of having the album and getting to hear the whole thing together because that was a big thing back then is like okay we're getting this track okay it's a quarter of the album and it's the end of the album so we don't have any of the context (laughs) yet of what comes between yeah Uh, and that was a point for me like i was like if I listen to that, like, I, 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 in my head, I was like, oh, we're going to have probably two or three other singles. Didn't happen. Only one. Yeah. But, uh, well, <laughs> in my head, I had like, we're going to have lots of singles. And then when I press play to the whole album for the first time, I was going to have like the whole album already, basically. Yeah. So that feeling wasn't clicking for me. But I mean, I, I deleted Twitter <laughs> back then because I was like, people are just talking about that. I, 
I cannot be here. Like I'm going to yeah. end up listening. <laughs> but that lasted for three or four days. And then I listened to it. Like I remember the, the, it got released on a Friday. I spent a whole week out of Twitter. I reinstalled Twitter. It passed like three or four days and I listened to Color Twitter. I resisted yeah. a lot. <laughs> I need yeah, to Yeah, that's say. impressive. But I did listen to it and I remember that I was very happy because it released a video as well, a lyric video. Yeah. That was beautiful. Beautiful. It was. So it got even more immersive, even more um, crazy, you know, even more intense. But I remember that I listened to it once and that was it. Because I was like, okay, that's enough. I, I know what everybody's talking about. <laughs> it is an amazing song. It is something that I, I wanted Coldplay to do since Viva La Vida. And that's it. I know that. I know what it is. I had contact of it. That's enough. Great. Bye. I just start, I remember even when, like, closer to the album, they got some snippets as well uh, from all the songs. And I didn't listen yeah. to them as well because I was like... The album drops next week. I'm not going to listen yeah. to. I already have overture. I'm not going. I don't need more. Right. Um, snippets. Don't. That was me at no. that point too. And I remember. So the, you. Come on, come on, please. Oh no! I was just gonna say. So you didn't listen to it from that first listen until the album came out. Coloratura? No. Yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> I think that no. was probably a smart move. <laughs> I listened oh, to it a lot. Uh, yeah. I've had a feeling every now and then where I'm like, I kind of wish that they hadn't released this before the album came out. Because yeah. just imagine listening to the whole thing and then that, your first time listening to it is the end. And not just that, but like not expecting it, not having everyone yeah. else already heard it, you know? Um, but then, then I think about the fact that like, because to me, Infinity Sign is one of the best songs ever. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's so amazing. But it kind of, I don't, it didn't, it's not like it had to grow on me. Like I didn't like it at first, but it was like a, a similar, I guess, experience that I had with birds listening to Head Full of Dreams the first no. few times through, which was like, I would listen to it. And it's not that I disliked it, but there were other songs that stood out more. But then, like, just in my normal life, I would start thinking, like, man, I kind of want to listen to birds. And uh, (laughs) I feel like that happened to me with Infinity Sign, where it was, like, the more that I listened to the album as a whole, I started to pay more attention to Infinity Sign and, like, notice and then get, like, get really hyped up by it and very emotional. And even now when I listen to it, it's like the, I feel the closest I've ever come to experiencing ASMR. <laughs> I assume, I don't know. Cause I've never <laughs> experienced it, but like, it's, oh it's just like a whole experience yeah. <laughs> listening to that song. It's amazing. And the way that it does transition into color trip is it's like, perfect. it's just incredible. Perfect. Yeah. But I don't know that I would have, like, if I hadn't already listened to Color Church tons and tons of times, I don't know that it would have necessarily had the impact that I feel now it yeah. could have had. Yeah. I, I pr- it probably still would have taken me some more listens to yeah. feel the same way that I do now. So it's like kind of definitely, yeah. toss up. We'll never know, actually. Um, they released a song and 
I mean, I truly understand what you said about like maybe it's not being the best move for us specifically, mm-hmm. but I truly understand them. Like, I truly understand why they released this song previously because um, it is a difficult song. I mean, it is uh, yeah. it is a song that it takes a lot of time to di- to to digest and to I won't even say mm-hmm. understand because I don't think music should be understood. But um, but I I I, I can see like them gathering together and saying, so you know, we have this song that is the closer of the album, and we love this song, and we want people to love this song as well. But maybe if we put this song yeah. like out before, we'll give more time to people to actually appreciate it. Right. It makes sense. Also, like I could totally see on their side of things being like, hey, you know this masterpiece that yeah. we wrote? It's done. So let's put it yeah, out there. That's, there is this side of things. <laughs> because so. we want people to yeah, hear there it. There is this side of things as well. I remember that. And um, it did it was, tide us over for a little oh, while. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I remember as well that um, that thing you said about Infinity Station, it was the same thing that I had with Beautiful. It was a song that I was like, ah, yeah. okay. And the first time that I listened to it, it was like, okay. I was expecting something else. And then else. you're just like walking down the road and you're like, I hope exactly. you get everything you want. Exactly. <laughs> that song like, was stuck in my head in a way that I could... I, I was singing it like I was typing the word beautiful like that automatically just because. <laughs> so, yeah. But you t- you mentioned Infinity Station. Like I remember there was two pivotal moments in the first time that I listened to Music of the Spheres. It was exactly Humankind and Infinity Station. I burst into tears the first time that I listened to those two songs. I was like, they God, they're amazing. I just I just I, I was listening to something, especially with Humankind. The very beginning of the album, it was the first song that I that was actually new for us on the album. And we just had like that riff. So I we didn't know how that was going to connect with the rest of the song, of course. Yeah. But when they started playing the, the, the chorus, the I know, I know, I know, we're only human thing with the, the riff behind and crazy the falsetto, it was just too much. It was just like, <laughs> that is just pure Coldplay. That is pure Chris, yeah. Johnny, Guy, Will energy, you know? So it was just so pure and so honest that I just burst into tears. And I, there was a friend, like, that I, I, I listened to it ex- on the exact time that it turned to midnight here. And mm-hmm. I had a friend who was at work. Oh, at midnight, yes. It was a very hard time for him. But I just like sent 2,000 messages saying like humankind all in caps for him. That was the only thing that I said. Like, I I, I just couldn't believe that what I was listening. I I just couldn't believe that that song existed that way in that album. And that was listening to it for the first time. So I started bursting. And the same thing happened to Infinity Station because... um, I got. I was expecting for the, the the vocal part to enter, and that was not happening. So I was like, uh, uh, "Like, wait, wait, <laughs> oh, wait okay, wait. it's now, it's now." So Chris is going to start singing now. No, no, he don't. No, okay. So I'll wait. Okay, okay, okay. But then when Guy enters with the bass, I lost it. Yeah, I just said, "Fuck it!" Like, I, 
I, I, I fuck the voice. I don't need voice. And then I had voice. <laughs> um, but I, I just started crying exactly because I knew what was expecting from me as well. It was coloratura, which yeah. I had like months without listening to it. But in that time, right. so I was like, oh, okay, coloratura, here we go. Hello, old friend. I missed you so much. <laughs> Yeah. And when you listen to Infinity Sign with headphones on, Oof. it just takes you to another place. Yeah. That's the thing for me is like, um, I think one of the reasons why I like this song so much is it's very similar to why I, why my favorite song is All I Can Think About Is You. Oh, because yeah. there's a buildup throughout the song. Infinity Sign has that too. Yeah, I remember you you talking about that. Yeah, so I think that's why it can be kind of a song that you're just like, eh, what is this? Because it just starts off very simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then some of the layers that they start to add in at the beginning with the olays and the drums yeah. and stuff, they can feel a little disconnected from one another in my opinion and then the synth comes in what starts to get me nowadays is once chris and johnny are in there with the piano and guitar notes and i'm like oh my god this is like (laughs) this is just pure i feel i guess kind of like what you're saying about humankind like this is pure coldplay right here this song feels like technically not coldplay but yeah yeah and then the vocals come in, and that really yeah, they, they do, but they don't. Yes, <laughs> and the bass. You're right. The once the bass comes in, then it's like wow. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know. Uh, it's yeah, I guess similar to them finding guy in the first place. Wow, we didn't <laughs> know we needed this crucial yeah. part of our band. Here he is. It's like, oh, we, uh, yeah. we still have this member right here. Come in. Come on. Let's so play yeah. it a little bit for it. Yeah. It's something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. This and song. then to follow that up with Coloratura. Yeah. And then we have Coloratura to, to finish things up. So, I mean, it was a very nice. I mean, it's not my favorite Coldplay album. I see lots of things that I would like personally do differently. But, you know, in the mm-hmm. end, whatever. It's uh, And then it's something that Coldplay does since... Uh, I have full dreams, in my opinion, in my perspective of their careers. Like the album is just an excuse, in lots of quotation marks, for the tour. And talking about yeah. the tour, uh, <laughs> yes. we skipped a little bit. We skipped my universe. <laughs> we forgot to talk about my universe because my universe uh, uh, was announced on September 13th, on the exact day that this podcast here that you're listening right now yeah, got released. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was the day that they announced my universe um, for September 24th. The music video was was released on September 30th. And let's go back to the lore of it, as you were saying a bit, because the, the my universe music video expanded. The, we got some lore. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we got uh, a confirmation that, yes, music of the spheres and Milo Zalato were connected. I remember you were specifically happy that day. I was, oh my God. Because so the <laughs> video starts off by giving that little blurb and they mentioned the silencers. And I was like, yes. hold on a second. Yes. Because until then, it was just like very thin relations between, yes. it was just similarities between the two eras. And then here they were saying, hey, guess what? We're reusing some material from that. Yeah. And then there was, there's more, too, that connects it. Actually, I have been meaning to make a video about that, but I haven't 
it, it will happen someday. A couple That's of okay. videos a long time, but yeah. don't worry. Watch out for that. Um, <laughs> because there are a lot more connections too, like direct connections that can be made between the um, the heiress and specifically like the lore of the heiress. So that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got the awesome lore of Music of the Spheres too, at least in terms of yeah. getting to see more planets and getting a Supernova 7, which I was really yeah. excited about also. So I loved seeing Blaze. I was like, when he came up, I was like, who's that yellow guy? He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the crew is a lot of parallel bands for this album. Yes. And we got uh, another version of Angel Moon. We got another version of Angel Moon back then. I, I think, yeah, the Angel Moon in that video is more similar to the higher power one, but still yeah. slightly different. <laughs> yeah. And then it became a puppet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so the, the the music video for My Universe, like, it first got me a bit confused. Like, so they're, they're in Flores and there's another band on Super Solis and then mm-hmm. what? But I got so happy to see that they like officialized this Milo connection because um, it was such a rich thing that they did on, uh, on the comics for Milo Salato. You know that better than myself, definitely. Yeah. But, and the the concept of the silencers yeah. was such a major theme, especially I mean, especially for the comics. Yeah. But even for the album itself, because the the story of the comics and the album were kind of developed hand in hand anyway but that that idea of being like oppressed in some way and music but specifically for them is like uh not allowing yeah expression basically (laughs) through music or color yeah and stuff like that or any sound or color yeah um and and so to have that come back was really interesting and again we have Coldplay uh using this as a metaphor Mm-hmm. With with um with what we're living right now and uh, what the world is living right now and uh, so it was something very nice again to see that they have a song that talks about like two people that can't be together because of how things work but shouldn't work on the world so um and then they make they make a music video that connects to an album that actually talks about the same thing so it is like. A connection that is very nice for the fans because we have read the comics and we know the stories and uh, and, and you make the, those videos like if you don't know yeah, if you so if you haven't read the comics yeah <laughs> if you our dear listener does don't know what is a silencer or anything related to the the this, this Milo Zaloto mythology go to Brooks channel on YouTube because she explains it very very well so um. But yeah, so the music video shouted that in our in our in our faces because um it was the first time we got the, the again the everyone is an alien somewhere in a music video, for example. It was the first time that we saw that Coldplay was actually repeating that, that that was going to be recurring, that that was a motto of the album. And um and I remember that. We got uh what's the name of the character that is the, the DJ? Um, oh, DJ Lafrique. DJ Lafrique, yeah. The people got worried about her. 
<laughs> because in the end of the music video, we got the feeling that she kind of sacrificed to save everyone. Right. And then we listened to Human Kind. I hope we get to see her again. Yeah, me too. I hope that we have her uh, maybe on volume two. But, um, and then people started freaking out because we had the DJ Left Freak character on the, the My Universe music video. And then we listened to a DJ, a Star Ways, playing it to turn me on, on right. Humankind. So, I mean, they, at the same time that, that they were, that it wasn't, um, there wasn't a, necess- a necessarily um, connection, like very specific connection to those stuff. They actually um, connected it, maybe not the way we thought they would, but they actually right. did that. So <laughs> it was very nice. Yeah, my universe came out. The album was very close. The album got released, but before the album, literally the day before Music of the Spheres got released, we had the World Tour announcement, something we knew was going to happen, something we... Some dates, by the way, were actually announced already, like not officially, but we knew something was happening because they put lots of um, snippets in different stadiums around the world, North America, in in Europe specifically, because we had the World Tour scheduled to 2022, the following year. So um, before, I, I really want to talk about the tour because now we can't talk about the tour. But um, <laughs> the first impressions, or we already talked about like the first impressions of everybody from the, the whole thing. But something that it's nice to mention is the physical editions, because... I don't know about you, but I was very thrilled to see how uh, the, the physical editions we were going to look, especially after what we had on Everyday Life. That was the first teaser of the next record. So I, I, I was thinking about, well, well, are they going to do that again? Maybe. They didn't, but I mean, they got us other stuff. The physical edition of Music of the Sphere is one of the best things that they have ever done I maybe it just loses to the pop-up edition of Milo Zalato but it's beautiful it's beautiful and it was also the first time that they officially made um public the environmental the, the environmentally friendly tour because the physical edition yeah. was uh made of recycled vinyl the physical edition of the vinyl is a recycled kind of vinyl and when they announced the tour, they also announced a website saying, like telling the fans how the tour is going to actually be planned to be more ecological and more environmental, environmentally friendly. So there is something very nice about that, in my opinion, that and, and as something that I feel that I feel so grateful of this community, not the band itself now, but the community that that was a very pioneer movement by Coldplay. But we celebrated that inside of the community, not as a pioneering moment, but as an important moment for the world that we are living in right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't see anyone bragging about the fact that Coldplay was going to make an environmentally friendly tour, but I saw people saying that how nice that is for the actual planet 
So yeah. it, that got me so grateful for this whole community. You know? Absolutely. And the fact that they put together that website, like a website, not yeah. just like a paragraph, a website yeah. that, it, I mean, wasn't a hundred percent detailed, but gave a lot of information about what they were trying to do, yeah. like very specific things that they were trying to do. Um, and that, that is important as well because there's a lot of companies and stuff and like Coldplay is kind of <laughs> a company of sorts. Yes. Um, they are a business. Uh, there's a lot of businesses in the world that just want to be like, oh yeah, we're carbon neutral. And you can just say that one little phrase and it means nothing really. And especially the people who are trying to support you don't know what yeah. it means, <laughs> don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And so it was great to have Coldplay not only like actually make good on their promise <laughs> yeah. to, to get into this stuff as off the cuff as it might have been for Chris to mention it yeah. <laughs> during the everyday life tour. Yeah. Um, they still went and and did it and tried it. It's not perfect. Like they they will quickly admit that they have yeah. have a lot to figure out still. But they're they are trying and they're um being very open about what they're trying to, which I can imagine is not easy. Definitely. <laughs> Must definitely. be uh, with some of the backlash they've gotten for some things. Yeah. Um and so I remember an article that was like, uh criticizing them for not being good enough. And it's like, dude, oh. at least they're doing something. <laughs> there were lots of articles back then. Like when Would they announced you rather it. they not do anything yeah. at all? <laughs> yeah. There were lots of people saying stuff like, yeah. oh, that won't help. Yeah. Or that won't be the answer. And as if they didn't know that that, would, that is not the answer. Right. So that's great that they're doing it and great that they're explaining what they're doing for us so we yeah. can feel that confidence in them. And then I think it's amazing too that they have the video that they play at the concerts yeah. before the show starts too. Cause, cause I'm sure there's plenty of people going to those shows who maybe don't care at all, or at least haven't heard about what Coldplay is yeah. doing for sustainability yeah. stuff. So it's nice to have that there in the moment. So you can see, Hey, guess what? This is what you're supporting. It's yes. not just the music it's also all this other stuff too it's never just the music isn't it like it's no never it isn't but <laughs> it's just because now they're showing that because um even even when they weren't like that active or that um uh, i don't know environmentally friendly um back then like there were all also and, and not talking about only then everyone like every show every event every time that you go out of your house for literally anything you're making a lot of unintentional or intentional decisions that are going to impact or the, the whole planet if yeah. you like when you go out of your house to buy fruits in in a street fair if that is already something that can impact the environment imagine like making a world tour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so they are literally saying like, oh, this event that you're going or all the other events that you're going are somehow causing an impact to the whole planet, to the whole mm -hmm. world. And we're starting, we should have, Chris said that, we should have thought about that before, but we didn't. So we're doing it now because it's never too late, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or, so, and it's nice to see how this have already changed. Like 
more people have more companies and more details have been added or removed yeah. of this uh, green tour plan thing. Um, yeah. So this is changing, you know, this is alive as the band is alive. These changes are also yeah. capable of changing. And hopefully like not only seeing in terms of other artists, seeing that Coldplay can pull this off and also because they're helping to kind of improve all of these things as well. So hopefully that will like continue, like ripple out through other musical artists. But also yeah. I think again, in, in being so open about it and explaining stuff, yeah. like there's a lot that they need our help with too, like uh, the kinetic floors and the bikes and stuff, yeah. <laughs> which was fun uh, to hear about before we actually got details, which is like, <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah. Um, and just knowing like, you know, recycling the xylomant or the wristbands and stuff like that at the end of the show, all these things that, that we can also help yeah. contribute to that aspect. And hopefully that gets people thinking more about their personal lives, but also like their own standards for, for what yeah. they think other people should be contributing like businesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe even if there are some artists who aren't following suit, maybe there can be enough demand from their audience yeah, definitely. to do so. To do something about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it has been like more than a decade, something like a decade since Coldplay has like officially put the audience into the show with the Xylobands, for example. Like very mm -hmm. actively. Like if you if you don't raise your hand into the concert, it won't light up properly. So you need to do something in a Coldplay concert. Like um so it has been more than a decade that since Coldplay has done that. And uh, now they have just enhanced it. In the Half Love Jim Stewart, fans could pick a song, you know, for it to be played on stage. And now uh, with this uh, uh, green tour thing, they're putting us as well in there. Some people can look at that and say, I don't want to be, a, I just want to go to a concert. I don't want to be a part of, I don't want to generate the energy fine. for the concert. <laughs> and it's fine. You don't need to bike for the concert to happen. But Besides, most people, most people aren't going to be able to because it's only yeah. on the floors anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And if you want to get, like, if you want to have a, a nice spot, like, close to the stage or something like that, probably you won't be able to leave and then go bike for a while, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it's okay if you... And some people use that as a, a form of criticism, like, oh, I, I, Coldplay, I just want to watch your concert. I don't want to jump around in a kinetic floor. I don't want to and buy. you don't have to. So you don't have to. It's okay. Like, Enough other free. people want to that it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was something that um, I got, I, feel, I felt very proud, not only of the band for yeah. being so, so thoughtful and, 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 and yeah, thoughtful of, of their actions, but also to the fans because, I don't know, I see lots of fandoms always talking about how their artists are revolutionary and how they're changing oh, everything. Sure. <laughs> and sometimes, yeah, they, they are. I mean, that's that's important as well. But here, the, like, when Coldplay started doing this, it was not because of that. And it's, I'm so glad that the fans understood that. You know, that there, there was something um, on the top of that. There was something more important than pioneerism, for example. Yeah, 
No, we only get defensive about it when people act like someone else did oh. it first. <laughs> we, we should get <laughs> defensive. Like, um, Coldplay have been doing this. Or when people act like Coldplay aren't doing what they are doing. It's like, excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah, that happens as well. Like. <laughs> but But you're right. Like, outside of that, we're not like bragging about it, I think yeah. is what you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes me very happy. I need to be honest. And well, to wrap things up, we are actually, we talked about the pre-tour and now we are actually in that moment of living the music of this uh, year's tour. tour. Um, yeah. I'm, I, ha- I haven't been able to, to live that. I was going to say, you're going to see them soon, but right? Yeah, but I'm going to see them next month. Actually, I'm going to see that, them in 10 Which? days from now. 10? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because um, you're going to the show that's right before my birthday. <laughs> oh, really? So your birthday is on yeah. October 19th. Um, well, my birthday is October 10th. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm, woof. That, that was, no, no, sorry. Cancel it. <laughs> so yours is after. Yeah. I knew there were yes, ones. There were yes, ones that are yes. around. There is birthday. one that is on October 15th, which is the, 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 the music of the series the one year, year anniversary. anniversary. Yes. Can which, you believe it's been almost a year already? <laughs> as if we hadn't had this whole almost. conversation. We're almost at the three-year anniversary of everyday life. Yes. We're almost yes. at the seventh anniversary of a head full of, of dreams. Of dreams. Yeah. Not even talk about oh. Viva because I know. <laughs> well, and that why did I talk about Viva? Because Viva was the first album that I, I actually heard and, and got involved with them. So I mean I'm getting right. old, but we don't have to talk don't about it. Don't worry, that. that's next year, 15. That's next year, yes. <laughs> So uh, you have been to the tour. How was I it? Have. How, how and, and the, oh, the question that everybody's doing: Do you prefer this tour or the Half Full Dreams tour, or none of them? <laughs> I, you know what? I think I got asked that on the last extra stream I was on, and I don't yeah. remember what I said. They but like I to feel us, that though. what I said was "Music of the Spheres." Ooh. I feel in my heart right now that would be my answer: is "Music of the Spheres," just because. Um, I think some of the sci-fi stuff <laughs> <laughs> pushes it a little um, over because they are very similar. You know, it's yeah. it just music of the spheres is another iteration. So of course it incorporates a lot of what came from the head full of dreams tour. But, and I think like aesthetic wise overall, I love the aesthetics of oh, music yeah. of the spheres in terms of like going to a concert and having an experience like, it, they're both. They're both. I think pretty equal. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear certain songs versus other songs, then maybe yeah, definitely one over the other. But um, the show is like amazing. But I also feel feels like a fever dream to me. Why? Why <laughs> At the same that? time, it was my first time doing general admission for oh. an actual. Yeah tour show because I mean stuff like the today show technically that was a general admission sort of thing we were like mm, had to wait different. in line and we yeah, yeah. um but it's a, it's such a small thing first yeah. of all there's not that many people there and it's a small set that they're playing too so this but this was the first time I went to a concert that had GA floor because yeah. in the US for a long time there was only seated yeah. floor uh and they would, the roadies would go around upgrading people in the nosebleeds. That's how I got to see Coldplay My twice, God. front row, yeah. <laughs> um, before that. 
So it was miraculous. I still did get barrier, <laughs> but but I was there. Haley and I got there at like 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's Waiting my plan. all day in the hot sun. It was like almost 90 degrees that day. Wow. Very sunny. Nice weather until, of course, the concert. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> and at the end, it rained. <laughs> and then after the concert, it poured Wow. while we were trying to get back to the subway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So that was fun, but it was yeah. a great experience of, like I said, getting to meet a bunch of people. Yeah, I actually am going to two of the Amsterdam shows next year. Ooh! So it'll be my first time going to Europe. Wow! And I'll get to meet some of my other friends, um, like Sai. I'm going with her. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and I'll get to meet tons of other people that I definitely have never met before. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm very excited for that. That was one of the things that like, I don't really get post-concert depression. Like I understand it. I don't really experience it myself. Yeah. I still, I still can think about my first Coldplay concert in 2009 and feel like on <laughs> cloud nine, just remembering <laughs> non uh, being there. Yeah. So for me, I can, I can think back to those moments and it actually, I just feel very joyful even if I don't get to experience that ever again, at least I got to experience it, yeah. you know? And I've had a lot of luck That's when a it great comes perspective. to my Coldplay experiences. Yeah. yeah, so um, so for me, it's like anything I got, I'm good with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that day was, um, yeah, amazing. What made me feel sad was, n- n- like, not being able to see those people again or, like, getting to see the other people who are going to so many shows and getting to hang out together at those yeah. shows. I was like, man, that's why I want to be there. Yeah. Not just to see Coldplay, but also to see people, all these people I know. Yeah. yeah. I think that was a very nice um, thing because um, we know what is a Coldplay concert. Even if you haven't been to a Coldplay concert, you know, like the set list, you know, you know yeah. it, you know it. But what you don't know, what is the, the fun part is like you in is, is going to the line early and, and hanging out with yeah. your friends. And for example, here in Brazil, we have some groups where we're gathering together and, and saying, oh, let's schedule a time for everybody to arrive. Like people coming from the whole country because like Brazil is a very big country. so And they're <laughs> yeah. just playing in two cities. So lots, like I'm not from Sao Paulo. Like I'm, I'm going to travel there to watch the concert. And there are a lot, basically like the groups that we are hanging out, that we are scheduling stuff, no one, basically no one is from Sao Paulo. So, I mean, uh, it's it's a very nice way of, like, meeting people from all around the world. And, again, yeah. isn't that, like, is there a thing that represents Coldplay more than that? Like, more than... Like, I don't think so. <laughs> not, not, not definitely, like, not, not only traveling, but knowing people from all around the world and... and um, trying to really know them, you know, trying to really yeah. respect them, really understand them as other human beings, just like you. And um, so that won't happen and necessarily the during the music that brings us together. Yes. And, and trying well, to, very cool <laughs> yes. And recall on that and say, oh, that all happened because of how four or five guys love music and they love how they love yeah. music. And they love how those people that are also connected to them, in the same way because of music. So that's just one of the things that most represent Coldplay in the Coldplay history. I mean, is what we're living now. So it's nice to see that actually 
it got them some years to get on what they are now. Some years, I mean, like 20 years, you know, it got <laughs> them a long time. I, I don't know. I wasn't around the community on 2010, for example. But I guess now, even because of the advance of technology and those kind of stuff, we can do some things like this, like the podcast, like um, yeah, the, the the extra live streams and this kind of stuff, for example, that are um, some kind of maintenance of, like, it's some, the moment that we have to check on each other, you know, to see like, oh, how are you? Are you okay? Are you well? Let me listen to your voice for one hour and a half. You know, uh, let me mm-hmm. listen to what you have to say and let me see how um, the love you have for this band is similar to mine or, 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 or not, maybe, and how that's okay as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful word. <laughs> Quoting the song, beautiful word. <laughs> I think we covered it. I think that's it. Ooh. I think so. <laughs> I think that's it. It's been a long time. You're... There's always more that we could say, but... <laughs> oh, definitely. I, I'm checking my notes around here and there's ton of, tons of things we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about the Pledge Arena concert, which was a mark for me, but, well, there's always the next time, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Brooke, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. It's an honor to have you here again. Like, Thank you for having me back, and thank you for letting me do all those little blurbs on the Music of the Spheres and oh. the Rush Blitz at the Head episodes, too. I love... <laughs> yeah. I just love talking about <laughs> Coldplay songs. Yeah. yeah, me too. Actually, I love that so much that I created a whole damn podcast guys to talk about that song. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, it's never enough. It's never enough. We could still no. be here for like hours and hours. So is there anything else you want to say? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I'll just say to you, I think you're going to have an amazing time at the show. Oh, yeah. And I hope you do. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah, we're going to have a special different kind of episode here. I'm still trying to see what actually I'm going to do here. But definitely I'm going to register lots of things to be here on Call Talks as well. Yeah. Wait. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Brooke, thank you very much. See you later. Thank you. So Brooke, thank you very, very much. It's an honor to have you here again. Thank you. I hope you see, someday we'll see each other again. I keep yes. quoting random songs that are not even released <laughs> unintentionally, but yeah, that's happened. So thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Go Talks. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Rodrigo Saminis. I also made a soundtrack of the show, which is original since season two. Graphic design is made by Luis Eduardo Pinheiro. I ask you please to rate the podcast and follow us in the platform that you're listening to. It helps us a lot. Also, if you like Co-Talks and want to support the show, please consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Pod to donate whatever you want. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Co-Talks Pod, P-O-D. Thank you very much and see you next week.